Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, producer Mr. E. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. Activate podcast mode now. Podcast mode activated. Okay, here we go. This story has been blowing my mind for the last hour and a half. I've been researching it. (laughs) And I want to tell you guys about it. Like, I saved it on my phone a while ago, kind of like, whatever. And then as I read it more and looked into it more, I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And so here it is. Uh, So on Sunday, so at this point, that was like, what, four days ago? Uh, two pilots reported something strange at 3,000 feet in the air as they were approaching Los Angeles International Airport. Okay. And what was and what was that, you ask? Yes. Not a UFO. Although it kind of is. It was, um, they say, a man flying a jetpack. Ooh. What? A man flying a jetpack. You heard that right. So here's what the actual, uh, got the pilot uh, who was flying, who first saw it, here's what he said to the, he goes, tower. We just passed a guy in a jetpack, the pilot of American Airlines Flight 1997 from Philadelphia, towed air traffic control at about 635 Sunday. So the controller's like, were they off to your left side or right side? And then the pilot said the person was about 300 yards on the plane's left. And then about 30 seconds later, another pilot said he had also seen the man pass by. Huh. So two pilots confirmed they saw a man in a jetpack. During their approach of their, as they're landing in the airport. Like, do you understand how fucking crazy that is? Because already that airspace is so restricted. Yes. So don't ever fucking light a candle near this area. And then these dudes, there's a, these guys say there's a guy in a jetpack, <laughs> And that's 3,000 feet above the ground. So keep that in mind, too. That's terrifying. Wait, so we yeah. know nothing beyond the idea that these, these pilots spotted him? We don't, I mean. Not everybody has a jetpack. Just to cut to the end, the the answer is this is a mystery. Wow. investigation. Uh, Both the FBI and the Federal Aviation Administration are investigating this. And um, yeah, because there's been an increase in the past few years in the number of aerial vehicles and drones and stuff, uh, there's all these extra restrictions and stuff, especially flying close to airports. Uh, They're calling this thing an – they're calling this – if it's a person, they're calling it an airspace intruder, (laughs) which I liked. I thought it was funny. But – so I read this article and I was already blowing my mind about it, right? And all the articles go into like uh, jetpacks that are like basically what we can currently do with jetpacks. And that's kind of where it blows my mind even more. But I even started watching CBS News and shit about that. And so, yeah. So like you said before, jetpacks are, aren't something you just go buy. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be designed by huge companies. And even then they're, they, you know, they fly in, in normal areas or, or, you know, you always see those water jetpacks and they're always above water or something. I know how this yeah. happens. Okay, okay. This is like the guy who invented Flubber. Get out of my... I, I was thinking that same thing. I feel like that some dude, like, test, like who's an idiot, he doesn't realize he should, Like, he's he's almost like the the Ted Zielinski... Not Ted Zielinski. Uh, you know, the guy who Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, isn't that Zielinski? Uh, Zielinski? Wayne? I can't remember his first name. Wayne, yes. Wayne Zielinski. <laughs> like, who he's like the genius who's also kind of an idiot. But Wayne <laughs> Zielinski would be that guy who was like, I just invented an Iron Man suit. He's going to fly it outside my house. And he goes up to 3,000 feet and almost gets hit by planes and shit. And everyone's like, you just violated airspace next to the airport. And all this crap. That's and crazy. Again. It is crazy. The idea that we still don't know. like, And 
Is it too small to be picked up on radar? Why did it have to be confirmed visually before the airport knew it was there? Radar was never mentioned in any of these. Wow. I've watched, I went to YouTube and watching all the, like the CBS news, the ABC news, all their little articles about it. And they all, and all their videos and all they say the same thing because there's no videos of this thing. And actually they're kind of, ta- they're, it's weird. Uh, they're casting some doubt on the pilots a little bit. They're like, they go, this jetpack, if it was a jetpack, because <laughs> they're almost they're almost um basically here's what the news said the news said it's being treated as a drone sighting because it's so weird i think as far as the fbi and them concerned but actual pilots who are sitting there they're saying do you trust the pilots they're like yeah like they're they're trained to see this stuff they like you don't say man in a jetpack yeah but people make all sorts of weird shaped model planes like have you seen the one of a penis flying around you know, if people, no. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh okay. Well, you know, it's out there. You do like that. a drone. Like, I guess that's true. Like, if you had a drone that just had like a little, like a, like a green goblin figurine on top. Well, exactly. I mean, a, what you could do is build some sort of light body shaped form over your drone and just fly that around and fool everybody into thinking it's a Superman or a jetpack. Yes, it's still, but I almost want to trust the pilot, man. They say a man in a jetpack. Well, sure, because from their point of view, they would see a man with so a jetpack. You think pack it was a drone, <laughs> a drone shaped like a man? I mean, it it might be a plausible explanation, considering, like you just said, it takes companies and you know millions of dollars of research and materials to create a jetpack. Yes. And okay, so this article mentioned there's a jet plaque, uh, jet a jet man in Dubai, some dude who's wearing a jetpack. He he flew to six thousand feet using a jetpack, huh. but that flight only lasted three minutes. And Jeez. there was another company called Jetpack Aviation, who was I have some like one article said they've flown to fifteen hundred feet, but then I watched the news about it today and they say they asked Jetpack Aviation if this was them, and they're like, No. Um they said they didn't have a a jetpack that had enough fuel to get up to that uh, height and then bring a person back down safely. So it wasn't them. Jetpack Aviation is like an American jetpack company. So they're saying it wasn't them because they don't have the technology to do it. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I'm sitting there like, this is really weird. The more you look into it, like, what the fuck? And then the people in the news are talking about the investigators and like, well, jetpacks are really loud too, what he was saying. So you'd think you'd see someone would see him taking off, landing, you get a video of that. Right. I Although mean, another guy I was watching. Yeah. Because what you're saying is it takes a lot of fuel to get up that high. So yeah. we can assume that the person took off, if it is a person in a jetpack, that they took off relatively close to the airport as opposed to taking off and then flying close to the airport and then retreating and landing somewhere to, else. Exactly. Then what's a, what's a weird place to even do it? Yeah. This is bizarre. Are we sure it's, it's not a UFO? You, like I said – Dude, it, that makes more sense. Like I said, the more I've been looking into this, at first, at first, like, ah, oh, whatever. Then the more I'm sitting there thinking about it, the more I'm like, what the fuck is, like, what the fuck? Like, I like this guy with the set. Uh, someone's like, that's obviously it's incredibly dangerous. You could be sucked into the engine of the of the jet. So the guy who was operating this jetpack was a freaking idiot for even doing this. But this other guy on YouTube was talking about, yeah, in theory, you could just land it, get in a car, and then you're, you know, you're out, you're outie. So maybe some guy was doing some weird jetpack test. And if he was, this was at a pretty advanced jetpack because it's it's reaching this these heights 
And that's what sucks about this. It's all like there's no much, there's no video because I don't, they don't say anything about, well, did he fly away? Did they see him land? They just, because if you think about it though, these planes are coming in fast, they're landing. So they're just like, oh, there's a guy on our left. It's a jetpack. And someone's like, yep, there's a jetpack. And then a third guy was like looking for the jetpack guy and he couldn't find him. And then the guy <laughs> just was gone. And the guy was gone. The thing that blows my mind is 300 yards. Like in the air, that's not, that's not like far away at all. That's really close to a fucking <laughs> airplane. Full airplane that's moving full speed yep. through the air exactly. with turbines and shit. <laughs> like, sure, three thousand feet in the air. You and, and then you're that close to the plane. I mean, that's an estimate. It could have been closer. It could have been further. Sure. I would love like, and they don't say anything about the configuration of this jetpack because I've been looking at jetpack pictures all day. But and there's ones where you're on your your feet. There's ones where it's on your back, and usually they have there's like those water shooting ones. But this obviously wasn't that one. It obviously was. Sh- shooting out air this has to be a hoax but this has to be a drone because it how small it so a football field is 100 yards right so you're on one yeah. side of the field and you're looking down the field at the other side and a person is tiny on that other side now multiply that by three they're they're very small so who knows what it was so it could have been a big old drone flying up and then it just looks like a person's on it i mean that's my guess is either they doctored it to make it look like a person or uh, it's a just some sort of flying device like a drone, but uh, in some weird shape or they caught it from a weird angle that it looked like a person. Here's my thought on that is, or okay, PCP. let's say it was that. I'm for sure it's PCP <laughs> is definitely involved. Like, it's so weird. It's like, this is like Wayne Zielinski on meth or something. Like, I, could totally, I could, I could, yeah. <laughs> I could totally build you a fucking jetpack, man. What do you need? Um... Oh god, I lost my train of thought. But uh, <laughs> I know because I was talking about the guy in the PCP. <laughs> god damn you! You talked about your meth and your PCP. I like the idea of a drone that looks like a dude on a jetpack. That's next level. Yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. You reminded me of that. Is if that is what the person built, I would almost assume then then they would strike again. Yes. Versus if this was maybe a person who was wearing some, for lack of a better term, homemade jetpack that they made, you'd almost think they'd smarten up. It looked like they, you know, realized they were on the news and do something else. I, here's my other thought. It could almost be like a, a might be the origin of a, of a superhero. Ooh, I like that a lot. Man. You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man trying out his, his web slingers and all of a sudden like, okay, like even like, remember Iron Man's like, okay, let's try it, uh, you know, 10% and then like shoot himself across the room. This guy with the jetpack, okay, let's just try a moderate test, moderate test, just fly above my house. And he just is so efficient. He just like flew up into it's like, oh shit, wheel, choo, choo, look out, oh, planes, planes, and like, just, oh god. And just somehow he gets to the ground and he's okay. And he just gets in his car, like, oh, and he's probably jacking off right now. Like, yeah, I'm the fucking best superhero. I know who it was. It was Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. Dude, it was. <laughs> it fucking totally was. And so, I don't know. Be on the lookout for this jetpack dude. Maybe he's like trying to become a. I don't know, an armored up superhero well, or he, villain. Maybe he's a villain. He can't come out as a villain. Well, he can come out as a mysterious man. He yes. can't just say I did it. Yeah, he has to have Wayne Zelinsky. He has to be like I'm jetpack dude. I mean, like I feel like your uh, your topic was very smart, and I'm about to tell you about a really dumb criminal. Are you ready for it? <laughs> we love our dumb criminals here. Yes, yes. So this dude, Nicholas Mark in Pennsylvania, he went into a pizzeria for a job interview. And walked out with the tip jar containing two hundred and twenty dollars. 
Yeah, he never was going to get that job anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. So when he walked out, he left behind, or excuse me, this is after threatening people with a knife and going a bit uh, wacko. But, oh, I thought it was a sly thing he did. Oh, he full on did it on purpose. <laughs> right. But he, uh, when he left with the tip jar, he left his bag behind and uh-huh. it contained several items with his name on it. And then, his real name? Well, to confirm that it was his real name, they also cross referenced the job application he filled out before the uh, job interview. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like honest about everything? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know what's funny? That guy thought he was a genius. He thought he was like, I have the perfect idea. Like, how do I get in there to get that tip place? I'll just fucking fill out an application. Well, I mean, two things kind of scream out at me about this is a tip jar at a pizza place that contained $220? (laughs) I don't think so. I know, yeah. That's an insurance scam right there. He basically took a dollar's worth of pennies and they're like, $200, please help us. Well, I think this guy knew that the pizzeria was just a front for the mob. And he's like, hmm, you know, I bet they got some cash there. And that tip jar is how they're laundering the money. You know, I'm on hard times. I need some money. Who should I rob? I know that's the mob over there. I'll rob them. Not Subway next door. Like anything else. He's not the smartest guy we've ever run into. That's a that's a good movie character. The words the world's dumbest criminal. That's the name of the movie. And it's all about his adventures, like pulling heist. <laughs> I have another kind of a topical thing. I, evidently a couple days ago, David Blaine was in the news again. Do you guys oh, see anything about David Blaine? Fuck that guy. I got no, he's so weird. I mean, I got nothing personally against him except for the idea that like I don't understand his tricks. I don't understand how they're magic, like I will stand here for 48 hours. Like, he used okay. to do tricks, and now he does feats or whatever they are. Hey, I just recently saw him on a Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan made him look like Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you did mention that. Yes. Yes. You totally mentioned that. You were like, dude, even David Blaine was like, what the fuck are you saying, <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan? You were David mentioning Blaine that. was like, what the fuck? He must have been maybe promoting this shit then, because so what David Blaine maybe. was – Here's okay. First of all, here's we've talked about uh, articles that uh, are bullshit. Um, so this one's like here they said they're like David Blaine held on to fifty balloons and floated over Arizona the other day at, at basically four point seven miles in the air. They're basically saying like he held fifty balloons with his ha- with his right hand, and then he just rose up to four miles, holding on to these balloons with his right hand. Uh-huh. Then he put a parachute on and jumped away from the balloons. That's what the article kind of made it seem like. So, I mean, here's the deal. It, is this supposed to be a magic trick? Well, that's what we just said. He doesn't fucking do magic anymore. He does weird shit. Like, he just sits there and does something weird. And so this is supposed to be some weird thing for his daughter. Like, And it's, some, it's like for her, and he's like, ah, he loved balloons. When he was younger, he wants some balloon thing that he was enamored with. And so it's some, some balloon thing fucking fantasy he wanted to do i don't know well, but what, what bugged me is because when i first heard it i was like that's badass that he held on like i thought he was like just holding on right like with his hand he's just holding on to the strings right oh he was harnessed he was totally harnessed in that's the fucking god damn it <laughs> i know i know i know so stupid like i'm totally I, I was reading the whole like i even watched videos about this in the first half i'm like this is amazing 
He's fucking holding because he only does it with one hand too. Only does it with one hand. Doesn't like hold fucking. So he's like, oh, it's only all these balloons. He has to. He is an illusionist. My altimeter and oh, he needs my oxygen because he went up the. I mean, it's still crazy because he's up there. He has to breathe different and shit. And then, oh yeah, too. He didn't have the the parachute on him. He had to pop a balloon to get it. So at first, I'm like. This is amazing. He's like popping a balloon and like, and then, but then he literally lets go of the thing and goes, Oh, let me get my parachute on now. <laughs> and then he puts his handbag and I'm like, That's what I'm like, What? He's in there the whole time, harnessed. And oh my God. <laughs> okay. Like, so he did do it. Um, oh yeah. This, this whole balloon apparatus was pretty cool. I was going to say, um, like, 50 balloons to do this. Explain this well, for me. These weren't, these weren't normal balloons. Uh, they were tricked out. Um, they could be deflated and pop remotely. And um, he said one balloon was made of fiberglass, which held that parachute and had extra oxygen, I guess, if he needed it. And um, uh, yeah, they were like big balloons pretty much when I saw him on the video. But what's kind of crazy too is I saw him start on the video. He's like, has all these weights on him and he just like, just gets rid of one and he starts floating up and then he'll start to stay for a while. And then he gets rid of another weight and he floats up higher. So he just kept yeah. throwing weights off and weights off and weights off. And eventually when he got to the Basically, an hour later, he did this for an hour. When he got to the four point seven miles, like I said, he he popped a balloon, put the. I mean, I, mean, I guess that's still scary. it's still scary as fuck. For I mean, sure. let's not. I'd be shit my pants and like, what if something fucks for up sure. and like, oh, oh my my Just parachute the view of looking down, I would shit my pants. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you're harnessed in, you're gonna be fine. But it would are still be scary. A lot of shit could go you? wrong. I mean, a lot of shit could go wrong. But sure. but I'm telling you, like the article and the picture are all just like shows him holding with one hand the 50 balloons as if he's just I'm like when I I first thought like this is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Like I I almost imagine like a trapeze and just like all these balloons. It's like I just held on for an hour and then they like and if I let go, I died. Like that would be amazing. This was still cool. I I, I yeah, whatever. Fucking big whatever for me on that one. <laughs> Like, they tricked me on that article. I'm telling you, they tricked me on the title. Wow. And then it was too late when I discovered. Because if like he's strapping himself in, why not like call it a magic trick and then say you're going to hold on, but secretly strap yourself in. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking. Should have done is like, you know, I covered in the weights. Some of the weights he should have kept on him because they're really like smoke things. And he goes, Oh no, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And then like, like all the smoke comes out and then like he turns into like an eagle or something (laughs) (laughs) like flying squirrel suit and he flies away from it at the end like that's the trick I I don't know oh yeah I wanted to go back to really quick before here's all the previous shit he's done he spent a week buried underground he stood atop (laughs) a hundred foot high pillar for 35 hours then he fasted for 44 days inside a plexiglass box ugh these are his illusions, or I don't know. Like, are they illusions? Are they tricks? Or are they is he even a magician anymore? I mean, do any of these qualify him for the Guinness Book? <laughs> What's the? They want nothing to do with him. They rather have Sponge Guy getting shoved sponges in his face. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, according to uh, a study by Wheat Abix, uh, depending on what you eat in the morning for breakfast, can give you insight to you as a person. So, uh oh, gentlemen, <laughs> I uh, I perused the list. Uh, and how I, are gummy bears? Gummy bears? Well, I well I was to say I perused the list and I didn't see your uh, standard breakfast max of a uh, glass of whiskey and a raw egg. So yeah, what's your second favorite? 
it was funny. I was gonna say, I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> like I'm like I'm really fucked. Like I just don't even eat until later on. There is a category for I that. Be, I, okay, yeah, I don't eat breakfast usually. How about you, Mister E? What do you eat for breakfast? I like egg heavy stuff. So omelets, fried eggs, hash browns. Okay, the traditional Chinese breakfast. Okay, let me find that on the list here. So what they say here is so uh, something weird about this is they surveyed two hundred or excuse me two thousand Britoners, so pe- people in Britain, Britoners, and uh, I don't see eggs anywhere on this list. I see a bunch of it's shit I've never heard of. Breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Brit- Britain people they eat beans and survey. shit. Yeah, they eat be- they eat like beans and like haggis for breakfast. All right. So what's your we all know it second favorite mystery? Uh, bacon. Okay, let me see here. Well, um, you know what? I'm just going to say that's closest to smoked salmon and cream cheese on a bagel. <laughs> like, who the fuck eats this? Like, no one eats this crap. <laughs> like, And that means you're an extrovert. So. Maybe breakfast means something else in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called early meal, you see. Um, Max? You, because you skip breakfast altogether, that means you're an introvert. Well, that is true. Whereas Mr. E is an Um, extrovert. Is is this science or just like, just, you said 2000, so it has to be science. It has to be true. Exactly. 2000 British people. (laughs) And I did preface this by saying this is a study by Wheatabix, whatever the fuck that is over there. I was going to say, because yeah, you know, in Britain where it rains like 90% of the time too, so everyone's stuck inside. Uh, So, (laughs) Do you guys ever eat uh, peanut butter on toast for breakfast? I actually used to. I've not had a breakfast. Before, I, I did it for snacks. I did it for when I was, yeah, I well, was fat. Good yeah. for you. That means uh, you're passionate lovers. <laughs> well, yeah, when I was 10, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I've brother. I've in a while, but hell yeah, brother. This <laughs> 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 used to be my jam when I was young. <laughs> like, that's sick. Oh, fuck. Well, it's a... Part of the other thing here is when they surveyed everybody, they're like, okay, what, like, tell us a little bit about yourself and whatnot. And I don't know exactly how they pre- presented the questions to them, but who like walks into a survey and says like, oh yeah, I'm a passionate lover. You know what I mean? Who like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a passionate lover. I am. Harry Potter. Are you a passionate lover? What do you eat for breakfast? Yeah. That's Fine. your. You're, you're better at it. You're better at it. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No one cares. <laughs> Have you guys ever eaten a Marmite on toast? I mean, Vegemite? Vegemite yeah. or... Vegemite. I've heard of Marmite, too. Vegemite's Australian. A Marmite must be a Britain thing. Marmite? That sounds... Yeah, can you do a Vegemite versus Marmite? <laughs> Marmite is a food spread made from yeast extract invented by German scientist Justus von Liebig and originally made in the United Kingdom. Hitler spread. It is a byproduct yeah. of beer brewing and is produced by Anglo Dutch Company. Oh, the fruit <laughs> spread. Yeah, Marmite. So, so okay. if you eat Marmite on toast, you're well read. Uh, if you like French toast, <laughs> you're a self-described party animal. What if I have Spanish rice in the morning? I had Spanish rice actually for like what I considered breakfast the other day. <laughs> like I had Spanish rice. What's the closest to that? Uh, like Spanish rice. Or something? I'm gonna say That's cereal. Um, for Spanish rice, I'm going to give you a pan a chocolate. And that means you're okay. bohemian. Close. Wow. 
<laughs> what was yours? What do you have for the breakfast? Oh, I skipped you in all this. I usually uh, skip breakfast, so I'm an introvert, and then I do a bowl of cereal sometimes, and that makes me dependable. What 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 is it when you just do like a line of like meth and you just eat a banana? <laughs> is there like one there? Yeah, I think the closest would Actually, be. Is there an alcoholic one? Is there one like you just chug like three <laughs> beers and go out the day? Like especially in Britain, <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah, I wouldn't have buried that lead. No way. <laughs> There's nothing on that list. Yeah, I think the line of meth is closest to a banana, and that means you're stressed. Okay, so I, I think we've learned a lot of things today. Um, I, the article really suckered me here because <laughs> it was people who eat peanut butter for breakfast are better in bed. And I was like, huh, and then I read through it, and it was a bunch of like, half of these are some British shit I don't even understand, like Marmite and Pano. Wait, wait, said if, you, if, you, if, you, if you eat breakfast in bed, you're better than bed? No. If you eat peanut butter for breakfast, you are better in bed. Or a self-prescribed generous lover, or whatever the fuck it was, a passionate lover. You know why? It's because you spread the peanut butter on their genitalia. For breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what these... <laughs> 2000 Britain... <laughs> that's... I wish I could. I wish we could post your face, Mystery. That was great. That was just I like know. utter disgust. You're like, oh god. <laughs> I remember when Mystery wanted to do this show. He thought he'd. Mystery when he when he first started the show, he's like, I'm going to be laughing all the time. It's going to be pure fun. And it's just mostly disgust for him. He's always like, God, dicks again, fucking all sorts of bullshit and shit stories. Like, God, something, please, something. I'm interested in. Um, okay, I want to tell you about this guy who made a. Uh, I like to call it. A Sean mistake. Can you tell what's a Sean mistake? Sean? <laughs> Sean I feel like mistake. this guy made a Sean mistake. A Sean mistake is when you've been doing something for years or decades, and yet you still just fuck up these minute details. Like if I'm playing chess and I put myself in checkmate, that's a Sean mistake right there. You know, <laughs> been doing it forever, yeah. but you just fuck. You just, I, I fuck myself. I really do. And then it's as soon as my fingers leave the chess piece is when I realize I've made a Sean mistake. It's not, it's That's not before, part. it's like yeah. a split second after. It's, it's the realization on your face when you make it. It's like, <laughs> yep, we know what happened. It was a Shabbos thing. Yeah, we... Uh, well, I was talking about a, a guy. Oh, what was this? Yeah? Well, I was going to say, we among our friends and whatnot have coined that phrase uh, based on how many times I've fucked up playing games or <laughs> something I've or been like doing a, for a long time. What was it? What was it? You made some Shabbos thing about like, oh, actually, uh, I made, oh yeah, the movie theater. Remember when we go, we went, we are at the movie theater. It's like, oh, I actually bought the tickets for yesterday. No. <laughs> I mean, and we just like, yep, shot a steak. And then we just went to another theater 40 minutes down the road that we like, it was like for some opening night of a thing too. So it wasn't just like any old movie. So we really had to scramble and make it work. Uh-huh. And I ate the cost of those tickets too. That sucked. Yeah, you did. Shot the steak. I love them. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy totally made a shot mistake in my opinion. So his name was Jeffrey Page. And he was visiting uh, Atlantic City with his girlfriend, and they made a reservation at uh, for outdoor dining at Gordon Ramsay Steak at at, at Haras. Ooh, yes. And um, so what he did, he had planned to buy a, a Wagyu beef like steak when he was there, but he's like, what he he noticed a, a really good deal on the menu for the triple sealed uh, triple seared Japanese A five, otherwise known as Kobe beef. He saw a really good deal. He's like, oh my god, I have to buy this basically. So here was the deal he saw. Okay, so basically the Kobe, it cost about $35 for, for a four-ounce steak, which was amazing to him because the Wagyu steak he was going to buy was $80 for an eight-ounce steak. So he's like, oh, my God, this is a better deal. So he ordered a 12-ounce Kobe steak okay. from Gordon Ramsay. And he said it was delicious. 
him and his girlfriend, they ordered sides, appetizers. She got the beef wellington. Everything was amazing. The best steak he's ever had. Blah, 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 blah. Then the bill arrived. Oh, no. Was and he realized his Sean mistake. <laughs> was it like $35 an ounce or something? That's exactly what it was. Oh, no. So it was it was $35 an ounce and you're you you have to have a you are you have to have a minimum of the 4 ounces. Oof. And he ordered 12? So we ordered 12. So his steak alone <laughs> cost $420. Oh my god. Oh, man. So the whole entire bill cost six over $600. Oh my gosh. Wow. Was it good? It was- oh yeah, no. He said it was. He said it was amazing. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the total shot shot was because like because like I can totally see that happening to you because like you read the menu and like, at a glance you just go four ounce thirty five dollars. Yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> and then it says oh, it's just thirty five an ounce and you have to get at least four ounces. So <laughs> in theory, it's one hundred forty dollars for an hour four ounce steak. Oh, yeah, twelve ounce because he thought he was getting a super good deal. So I like his quotes at the end that goes, I wish Chef Ramsey was there to come out and call me a, a donut for fucking up this bad. <laughs> and then he also said, I enjoyed the hell out of it. No, he goes, no regrets, baby. You know, regrets. <laughs> like, instead of like the no regrets from the tattoo, I think. Instead of regrets, oh, no regrets. regrets. <laughs> yeah, no, he says no regrets. He says no regrets. But I thought that was hilarious. And when I was reading that, it totally reminded me of you. <laughs> I could see myself making that mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a story. <laughs> Honestly, I went to Vegas two weeks ago or so, and if I lost all my money on that dinner, like I did, instead, I lost all my money at the craps table, but if I lost all my money at that dinner, you bet your ass I would be telling that story all over town, rather than telling people I lost at craps. The story got famous because he posted it on Reddit, he posted the, the receipt. That's why. So there's proof that like you know it went down this way. So it's, if I if I find that picture, I'll post it on the Instagram this receipt because it's hilarious. It's like you know seventy bucks, sixty bucks, four hundred twenty dollars for this <laughs> for this twelve ounce Kobe steak. Oh my god! And Vegas uh, steakhouses are not cheap. So well, this was uh, in, in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Where is Atlantic City? Yeah. Uh, don't ask me. You know me with geography. I barely know where I am now. I think it's Texas or where am I? I'm on this side of the. You know, there's, there's North America and the other the West America. <laughs> it's new. And I'm on the corner. New Jersey. I'm in the corner. Yeah, I'm in the corner of America. I think. Yeah. So you know, we couldn't do this episode without bringing up a science topic, right? We couldn't get through this episode without it. Yes. So, in that vein, are you guys ready for the best news you've heard all year? I don't believe anything you say. The world the is back anymore. <laughs> I know exactly. The world is ending tomorrow. Is what he's going to say. Don't believe you. This is genuinely good news, but you don't sound excited. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Are you ready, kids? Yes. I can't hear you. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorb it in yellow and porous as he. One copyright infringement later. No, you have no rhythm, dude. You fucked that whole song up. No, no, you're a shitty oh. singer. That's the problem. You don't. You wouldn't dude, know class if it hits you in Come the face. On. Come First on. Of all, yeah, don't pronounce the A right in pineapple. You're like, pineapple under the sea, <laughs> and you threw my shit all off. First of all. All right. Well, we ruined. The, here's the good news. God damn it. So the first known instance of a human being curing themselves of HIV may have just happened. Oh, oh, that's that's good. Right. 
curing yeah. or making it go dormant? <laughs> yeah. Obviously curing it, right? Because we've, we've made it go dormant before. True. Yeah, Magic Johnson, like, what the fuck? He's on magical, like, money drugs. So uh, this is um, essentially curing it. What that means is there have been, there's cocktails right now and drugs that keep it at bay. But without those, it would flare up and you'd become contagious and feel the effects of the, uh, if it, I think it, it, the HIV virus needs to turn into AIDS in order to uh, kill you, essentially. So there have been instances in the past of people receiving bone marrow transplants, and that caused their levels to drop to, you know, imperceivable levels. Yeah. That is still uh, a cause of something. What's happened in this case is spontaneous. It just happened. It just happens. So, so someone had HIV and all of a sudden they like ate a potato or something. And it was, <laughs> just, it, the, they don't know what it did. They don't know what caused it. And right now they're thinking it was uh, built into the person's genome. Like this is part of them that was able to activate and defend off against the virus. And so, oh, wow. Here's what it is though um, analyzing the patient's blood after this took place, they noticed that there was one HIV cell per billion normal cells. That's it's, not that much. It's not. And even then, uh, the HIV cell <clears throat> was locked in what they call like a genetic prison. And so um, it, there's a huge complicated process of uh, the way HIV infects you, transferring from RNA to DNA and blah, blah, blah. Skip all that. Huh. Uh, what you really need to know is it affects your uh, genetic code, your uh, helix ladder, your DNA. And okay. it, thanks to some, the way the body works, it usually lands around your genes part of your DNA, so your replication, and then it affects those and duplicates itself that, that way. That's how the virus normally works. But in okay. these people, when it landed near their genes, the- What do you mean, these people? <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Bro. They had a snazzy name for them too. Damn, I wish I remembered that. It was like a superhero. HIV name. mutants. They called them the elite controllers. <laughs> and so, what happens when the DNA or when the uh, the HIV lands on the DNA right there at the genes? They um, it springs into action and essentially it coats it in some sort of uh, uh, they they called it the article I read called it barbed wire, so it couldn't okay. escape. And um, the rest of the body would then recognize that cell as a bad cell and something not to be duplicated. Yeah, like stop production on this unit. Yeah. And so they're they're really jazzed about it. Turns out there have been two of these cases as of August 26th. Recently? Like they're just coming out of the woodwork now? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Every once, every few millennia. Millennia, evolution leaps forward. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It, it reminded me because you That's had your superhero from the beginning of the episode, the guy who can fly. Maybe it's not a jetpack, dude, dude. I was thinking the same thing. Like, what if he has like a a cloak? That would almost explain why he just disappeared because no one saw him fly off or land or take off. So, what if he just like, what if he just time traveled? I mean, obviously the evidence is there. He time traveled. It was like, oh shit, and you know, a, a plane was just happened to be in that airspace at the time. He's like, oh my god. So he was just falling yeah. with style? Exactly. And they teleported or it could be a Terminator thing. Too. Maybe a Terminator thing. You, know, you never know. I just thought that was super awesome in a year full of shitty, shitty news that uh, someone, at least two people, have cured themselves of AIDS, of HIV. We got we to gotta, 
Yeah, steal their secrets and spread them. Yeah, dude, for sure. Let's dissect them, right? Let's do it. Take them out. <laughs> I want to take all these. <laughs> these <laughs> we always talk about the mice and everything they put down. Pigs, mice. For sure, for sure. You have to kill them. <laughs> you to, if you want to study them, you got to kill them. The only way. Um, so I read a story about the International Space Station. We know about that. We talked about it a couple times. I've heard of that. Uh, but this one kind of blew my mind a little bit. Did you know it's leaking air? Ooh, I did not. Is this a uh, is this a design malfunction or something they intended? Well, evidently, a tiny bit of air always leaks from the International Space Station. It's just something that always does, but not as quite as much as leaking right now. The leaks actually kind of gotten bigger. Oh man, and that's why it's a big thing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, um, the the ISS actually does leak air. Because well below the design specifications, so within specifications, I guess they realize you're just going to leak air. I mean, I guess maybe through sealing and, you know, that type of bullshit. Maybe you're going to lose some shit. I don't know. But why? I guess they're making it sound like. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, what we're trying to do there is create a airtight environment. And we do that with submarines. Do submarines leak? I'm guessing they do. Because I was having that same. Uh, maybe they must not. But. Maybe it's hard to get something in, the, in space because it's heavy versus in on land. You just throw it in the ocean, then it's a big, heavy. Uns- I don't know. I thought that was weird too. But they're evidently huh. it always leaks, but the leaks getting bit, like more, you know, just bigger now. So it's starting to become a concern. But as of you know, there's no concern for the crew or the vehicle safety. That's all fine. But they are starting to try to figure out where this leak's coming from, and they're having a hard time finding it. They thought they'd find it within um, the week they were looking for, it, and they still haven't. Wow. So they're Cause... not sure what's going on. I imagine they have redundancies where they could seal off cabins, seal off sections of the uh, space station, and then monitor the air pressure within those sections and narrow that down the That is exactly what they did. That's yeah. so funny. That's exactly what they did. You totally called it. So the weekend of August 22nd and 23rd, the three crew members hunkered down in the space station service module and closed ha- the hatches between each of the other modules. From there, the crew members and teams on the ground monitored the air pressure in each section to figure out which was... What, what, what was leaking. But uh, like I said, they thought they'd figure it out by the end of the week and they didn't. And so they're going to spend some extra days collecting data from the hatches. And like I said, the leak is too small to be a threat to the crew, but they are. And the leak is still stable and well below the design specifications for the station, but still they can't figure out where it's going and they're looking for it. And it has gotten, it has gotten bigger. That's fascinating. I wonder, um, how big does it get before like you just you leave a feather in the middle of a place and watch it just drift towards something that's what i kept thinking like every space movie you see it's always like there's some bit of like smoke and they go follow the smoke or follow the chips or follow something and they find it and they put their thumb on it or gum or whatever the fuck and blah 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 but no this this seems to be a a small problem that they just can't quite pinpoint where it's coming from that's that blows my mind for some reason because i have the same thought too like does a submarine leak maybe it does on some level you just find some drops and then you know you have a sponge crew that like take the drops and then when you surface you just pour the water out i don't know i don't, I don't know. know i mean we, I, i'm assuming no but <laughs> we know we designed certain vehicles like the blackbird the the jet the supersonic jet the, the x-men plane well the, the real plane that the x-men plane is based on Yes. Oh, okay. The SR-71 Blackbird, uh, when it's sitting on the ground, (laughs) when it's sitting on the ground, it leaks oil. 
because it was designed to go supersonic and uh, everything would expand and tighten the seals when it's going supersonic. Oh, wow. So, you know, I just always leaks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that about certain things. So maybe, you know, there has to be a reason we're dealing with NASA and engineers and very smart people. For sure. For sure. Um, And just let you guys know too, there actually is a, um, pretty much like an escape module too. So if there ever, if there ever was a, a big emergency, emergency at the space station, the crew members could return to earth via the Soyuz MS 16 spaceship that's docked there. And in a less extreme scenario, the crew could just cut the leak off by, by, you know, jettisoning the module, but they can't figure or out oscillate. which module. Yeah, but they will. They will. They got it. <laughs> they got this baby, but this actually isn't the first time there's been like a leak problem on the ISS. Um, in 2018, Russian crew members discovered a two millimeter drill hole in uh, one of the Soyuz MS-09 spaceships that was docked at the station. Ooh. And that hole seemed to indicate a manufacturing defect. It appeared that someone on the on Earth had attempted to plug this hole with paint. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the paint <laughs> broke off after the Soyuz oh, reached shit. the space station. <laughs> right? So you said geniuses is uh, geniuses at NASA is like, well, just paint over. <laughs> oh my god. So, so so back in the 2018 one, this other hole they found it says two cosmonauts, they put on spacesuits, and basically they spent nearly eight hours hacking away at the insulation with a knife to find and document this hole. Then after they found it, they successfully patched the hole with epoxy sealant. But so again, there's something going on right now. And I this is like so this this uh took place in August, so I haven't heard anything since then. But I said there's some small leak up there that they're having trouble pinpointing. I didn't know they had a ship constantly docked. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't know that was an option. You just have an escape ship, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that either, honestly. I mean, I, I assume there must have been like, like a dome-like thing. Like, you know, you see in like Apollo 13, that like triangle thing. I almost thought they had one of those. They just like probably shot out and then it, it, it has the heat shield. And then so, yeah, this is a whole ship or something. Yeah, very cool. But I mean, scary too. I don't want like it's leaks. I that was that it's the fact that it's always leaking kind of freaked me out a little bit. But whatever, it's not that big a deal, obviously. But well, I used to work at a trophy shop, and I'd cut a corner now and then. But I, mm-hmm. you, you work for a space not agency. Space station. You can't cut <laughs> corners. Ain't over it. Shh. Duct tape on it. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. So you guys know how they say we eat a couple of spiders in our lifetime? Yeah, I've you guys heard, heard that. Sometimes I hear that's bullshit. Sometimes yeah. I hear it's not bullshit. I have heard that, yes. Because you leave your mouth open when you sleep and they crawl in and hope. Uh, they're looking for water, apparently. Oh, is that the thing? Shut up. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's what I was taught in science class, yeah. That's why they're attracted to your mouth because that's the whole mouth open thing is they're trying to crawl in to get the saliva. Oh, man. Saliva. fucking yeah i know that's freaking me out i don't like that so a woman in russia aims to outdo us all on that front doctors had to remove a four foot snake from her throat i saw this video what the fuck oh bro (laughs) tell us more about it but you know i just saw the video of like some drunk you know she was it was a I don't know. Yeah, was I don't know the story. I just saw the video of her uh, at the surgery, basically. But okay, yeah. So, oh yeah, uh, the details were a bit sketchy. I couldn't find most of the details, like why she didn't wake up while this thing was slithering down her throat. Uh, if the snake survived, I assume she survived. Otherwise, it'd be a different story. But, um, mm-hmm. 
she was sleeping in her garden. So it's not like she was in bed. Ah. Uh. That's a little more comforting, right? Like, you're going to feel good tonight when you she go to bed. She was deep-throating this snake. I bet you she was deep-throating <laughs> this snake, and it got carried away as she passed out. I bet you. Well, I'm thinking either anyway, the snake sorry. had a death sorry. wish, or uh, she was cursed by a gypsy. <laughs> I like that more, for sure. But also, it's got to be a record, right? Is she in the Guinness Book now? That's the shittiest record to ever win, or get, or try for, or unfortunately have. Did you see the video? I've only seen the video. And the video was them, like she was under anesthesia, obviously, and the person pulling it out. Describe it to video? me, because I have not seen the video. Oh, my God. Well, basically, it's like some lady in an operating table, her mouth's open, and someone has like four steps, like kind of like in her mouth. And then you just kind of see it. Oh, you know, okay, there's a tube down there, too, because it's, so, it's so, so far down there. So you start seeing them pull this metal tube out. And then at the end of this metal tube, you start seeing this little tail. And then they pull out. You said, did you say it was a four foot thing? <laughs> yeah. This thing was just like, yeah, oh, I believe it. Because it just like, like this, it comes out. And then like, I couldn't tell if it was alive either. And they just threw it like a little basket, like next to them. And they're all like, <laughs> like, even the doctors are all freaking out. Like, oh my God. And then the video cuts out. And then I pretty much went to sleep, wanted to kill myself. Because that's that's all. I, I didn't look into the topic at all. I just like looked at the video, like read it somewhere. Like, watch this. Yeah. And yeah, it was. what it was. <laughs> She must have survived. And, uh, oh, yeah, she probably like, drove herself to the hospital. I'm wondering. She probably woke up feeling a little nauseous. <laughs> Perhaps a little nauseous. It's kind of funny. You're that, um, topic kind of is similar to mine. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, but this is a topic about a 17, a 17 year old guy. Um, he went to the emergency room after experiencing chest pain for three days. Huh. Was 17. Uh, the teen said the pain was sharp and it radiated to his back. It was worse than lying down, worse when he was lying down or breathing deeply. So, yeah, something's wrong with this guy for three days. Okay. So, a CT scan of his chest showed there was a linear metallic foreign object lodged in his heart. Ooh, a linear. So, like, yeah. a, like a line, like a, like a pencil okay. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're thinking. I like huh. it. I like it. Um, and so. Yeah, it says the object was about 1.4 inches long, and it was jutting out of the heart's right ventricle, or the lower right chamber of the heart that pumps blood to the lungs. And so the teen, he actually said, he told doctors initially that he hadn't ingested any type of foreign objects or experienced physical trauma to the chest. Okay. And then later on, in a later interview, though, he did say he was a tailor. Oh. And sometimes he holds the sewing pins in his mouth. Oh, but still, he's like, I wasn't. He wasn't aware of ingesting any sewing pin. Okay. So he un, he underwent an open heart surgery to remove oh. this object, which doctors found was indeed a sewing pin. Oh my god! So he must have swallowed it, and it punctured his uh, his tube and found its way into his As heart. esophagus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Three days to remember this. I started out. You didn't feel any of this, right? Yeah, dude. 13, like, remember three days of like experiencing chest pain for three days. And it was worse when he was lying down or breathing deeply because the God, pain was in his. Imagine what the pain would be like with a needle in your fucking heart. A little needle in your heart. <laughs> a needle in your heart. God. Every heartbeat. So, doc, yeah. Doctors dude. believe the pain migrated directly from his stomach into his heart, although it may have migrated from another place. Oh, wow. Along the gastrointestinal tract, maybe the esophagus or small intestine. So, Fortunately, he recovered. 
and there are no complications. But that that freaked me the fuck out, dude. The fact that he's like wouldn't even know it. I bet you it was esophagus. Like he just like swallowed it and like turned left and it just pierced well, its way in, just kept moving around. And I don't know. You hear about people swallowing this these kind of things every once in a while, and your body is made to you know funnel it out, shit it out. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I, I don't know. I I can't plastic. I, you see people eat plastic and stuff. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure addition. they go in there and get it out if it's something truly threatening. But uh, you, there are those stories of people swallowing things like this and dangerous things and just pooping it out. <laughs> Not this guy, man. I think I'd rather have the snake. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I mean, oh, they're both fucking tough, dude. I mean, like needle in the heart or four foot. Dude, fuck, I'll take the needle in the heart. I'll take the needle in the heart because he's fine. Versus the four foot snake, you're just like you're fucking deep throating four foot of snake <laughs> like down there, and it's in your stomach still, and it gets yanked out of you. This is, a, this is like a pin. It's like thwink, and like just take it out. Like, oh yeah, followed by heart surgery, and uh, you can never exactly. go on roller coasters yeah. anymore. And, Open heart uh, surgery, no big deal, no big deal. Okay, well, I got a fun one here. Uh, I'm gonna add this place to my list of uh, vacation destinations. Okay. But first, vacation destination. Let me set the scene for you. It's right. 1906. There there is a turnip farmer named John Wesley Huddleston and he bought a 243-acre turnip field for $1000 and a mule. Yeah, ripped off. Well, he sold the farm later for 36,000. <gasps> oh, damn. That's because... Hefty profit. Yeah. That's because he found two shiny stones that evolved his cat into a Vaporeon. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this is... (laughs) Wait, there's a real answer, right? You just said that? Yeah. He found two shiny stones. Sometimes (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Two shiny stones. No, he found two shiny stones that turned out to be diamonds on his property. Diamonds in the rough? Uh, several owners later, Arkansas buys the land and turns it into a state park called Crater of Diamonds State Park. Ooh. Oh, shit. He fucked up. And here's the gimmick. At this park, you can dig for diamonds. Is this in America? Where is this again? This is in, uh, let me, Murfreesboro, Arkansas. Murka. But if you dig, okay, there's obviously a catch. (laughs) I bet you they're fake diamonds. Or everything you dig up, you have to give to the guy. They're probably planted. Or, or yeah, they're bull- yes, there's some bullshit. I smell it. They have a policy of keep what you find. <laughs> but nothing you find is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it all was bullshit. On the contrary. On average, they find about two diamonds a day at this Ooh. state park. Oh, wow. They is meaning all the, all the... The people who are digging. Yes. Yes, the guests who choose to dig and look for diamonds. How uh, big are these diamonds? I mean, is there just whatever? Like, they could be minuscule or huge. Or... Pongo shit or what? There's been quite a few. Uh... <laughs> are these blood diamonds? Can I get on this? <laughs> no, I mean, this This sounds amazing. So there's been a few instances. I know. Famous... I know there's some bullshit. Fucking the guy from Breaking Bad is going to come in. I know it. <laughs> like, what's his name? What's his name? Well, I can't is... remember his name. This is... this is all. <laughs> this is all an elaborate setup about how I uh, hit a bus today. That's all this is. <laughs> no, point being, 
there's been several famous diamonds that have come out of here. Uh, one that Hillary Clinton wore, and then there's some largest diamond in the U.S. Or there's there's a bunch of in the Arkansas Park. Yes, in this. I guess they're making enough money off people going to find it. Is that what that is? Like they have to sell tickets to go there, or then if it's only maybe they make more profit than whatever two shitty diamonds are worth. Uh, well, yeah, they charge you ten dollars to get in. You're only allowed to dig on thirty-seven acres. It's a nine hundred and eleven acre park, but That's a lot. What's well, big? Yeah, thirty-seven yeah. acres That's is still cheap. a good chunk. So they do have some restrictions here. You can rent. Wait, wait. What? I'm sorry. Are you allowed to bring um diamond diamond detecting equipment? Such as, no, yeah, metal detectors. <laughs> you, buy, you buy a, you buy a diamond detector. Call him out on his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know about diamond detecting. You guys, are, what? Go on. I guess you didn't research this. Okay. Well, you can bring your own equipment, or you can rent equipment, but they do have some restrictions. There's okay. no gas or electric equipment, and that includes oh, flashlights and metal detectors. It's a. It's all just like it's like Pioneer Day or some shit out there. Uh, they uh, allow dogs on leashes. It's okay in most parts. And uh, I thought this restriction was funny. No booze. <laughs> oh, suck my dick. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. In the fucking ground for hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we only find two diamonds a day. Yeah. Wink, wink. We don't steal them from everyone else and kill them and bury them in the in the fucking. <laughs> Corner. Well, here's why this place is so rich in diamonds. It's um, these diamonds were formed in liquid hot magma, eighty <laughs> to one hundred miles below the surface, and then thanks to a volcanic expo- explosion back in the day, that it scattered these diamonds all around this park or this land. Wow. I wonder if they should have a map of every like positive diamond. I mean, I guess if it's just random, but you'd think if you found one diamond in an area, you'd look in that area, right? Or they, is it just that random where the fact that you found the diamond there means there's no diamonds in the area? You get to find more. I don't know. My question is, when you show up, like you and me, if we took a trip there, if we all took a trip there, and yeah. uh, we show up with our shovels and you know the sunscreen on the nose and whatnot and our thermos full huh. of beer. Uh, our hats. Yeah, our hats and everything. And we're walking through. Are we going to see the people, the diehards, you know, the grizzled that have mapped out the area and know where people have dug and know where the fresh soil is? And It'd be like the greasiest Absolutely. flea market of all time. Like there'd be <laughs> all these tents and people who like live there kind of like looking at us like, ah, fresh meat, huh? <laughs> follow them. And I'm like, yeah, we'll send them out to the Badlands. You know, everyone's. Yeah. Give us there's bad no friends. Yeah, there's no diamonds out there, you fucking idiots. It's like, <laughs> down, 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 down. Yeah, we're going to find, like, I found five diamonds just today. I thought you said two diamonds were a day in this place. Like, oh, you believe that? Yeah, that's what we tell everyone else. You don't, do you tell people where all the treasure is, dummy? Like, all <laughs> 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 the diamonds and people stealing from it and murder and people get buried and becoming diamonds well you know you're gonna find the guy who's draped in diamonds like he's found dozens and he's a fucking millionaire <laughs> exactly. and this is just what he does now <laughs> he's like yeah i found one or two a long time ago yeah set me up for life like, oh yeah he's 60 and just tan and he looks like a like a uh catcher's mitt i want this this should be the beginning of our movie right and then like our intrepid beginners who like get sent to the badlands or this place where everyone's been and like everyone expects them to fail they find like a baseball sign di- size diamond and it's all like they have to escape with this thing <laughs> like because this thing's like the most expensive <laughs> thing ever. And all the locals are like, we want to kill you. I hate you. I can't believe you've done this. 
Well, I was thinking about that too because they have an assay office where you can go and have it verified for free. Fuck that! I wouldn't go there. Really? Hell no! Well, hell, uh, dude, that place would be full of people like, oh, you, that's a big, expensive, hundred grand diamond. Yeah, that's hundred grand. All right, yeah, go into your little Chevy Tacoma <laughs> and get out of here. I know you stand in campsite yeah, twenty two. Yeah. Do you believe in guns? Okay, just, well, just ask you. Okay, just bye. <laughs> like, How do you feel about the Fourth Amendment? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just, dude, that's probably there's probably a murder or disappearance rate in Arkansas that coincides <laughs> with this diamond field somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh I'm definitely putting that on my list. And they even said if you want to just come in and walk around and you know casually look for diamonds, one of the best things they suggest is just Looking at the ground, looking at the leavings of previous dig sites, because chances are, you know, people miss things and you might see a yeah, like diamonds in the rough, right? Diamonds don't even, that's the, more, the thing too. Like diamonds don't look all shiny, right? They look like rocks until you, someone cleans them up half the time. I did not know that's that. I've, been, oh, I've, I've seen movies where they hide, isn't that the fish called Wanda or some other thing where they hide diamonds in the rough in like some, what movie is that? In, a, in an aquarium and they, they look like normal rocks. Well, that uh, they That's where do hide. In the rough is like you have to like you have to like chink all that stuff off to get the shiny diamond part out. So. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, they, I love the fish called Wanda. Is that because I say chink? <laughs> <laughs> well, because in that I'm saying like in this instance, I said chink to chink off pieces of rock. <laughs> like I, there was no Mexicans involved, so I'm just saying like I think the word chink is oh okay to say. So. I chinked off a little bit keep of the buried. diamond. So keep Dude, this is back to my <laughs> no, Charlie Man thing. Like, I agree with you on this one. Like, I think it's I'm fun. Not, I'm not, <laughs> you chinked off a little bit of diamond. Like, that is just like... That's you're, the noise it makes. Because you're using it in like, like the... Uh, you're using it in like the old Batman way where you'd see... You'd see that come up on the screen when he when he punched something that was metal. Like, chink! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, poof! Pout! Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, right. so I'm putting that one on my list. It's on my bucket list. So some people that might help me get there are uh, the same people that will help these people move in the UK. Who? What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that segue was a bit mushy. So uh, these okay. people in the UK Whoa. are looking for are willing to pay two thousand pounds to people who are willing to help them move, but there is a catch: they have to do it naked. Really. Yes. That's funny. Today is a joke when we asked if we're recording today. I said today we have to do it naked. That's right. Funny. I'm actually sitting there with no pants on. You have to be attractive? Uh, No, I doubt. No. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh, See, like, the moving doesn't bother me. The nudity doesn't bother me. It's just the idea of the moving. It's the lack of protection for my toes and my tallywhacker. That's the whole thing. Oh, you can't even wear shoes, they say? Like, no shoes allowed. No, I assume you got to be in the buck. Toes included. I'm wearing shoes and a hat. You can see the dick if you want, but I'm, 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 wearing, I'm wearing the shoes, lady, or man, or It's whoever. a couple, uh, male and female, and they are uh, naturalists, as they call them. So I don't know quite what the distinction between a naturalist and a nudist <laughs> is, but... <laughs> What are you giggling at? <laughs> I'm laughing because when he said naturalist, I'm like, you know what I'd do? I'd move their dresser, then they get shit on their lawn, and then just keep moving like I'm an animal. <laughs> I'm a naturalist too. Let's keep doing this, and then not wipe my ass, not do anything, just keep moving. You got to do it like a dog, where you're just making eye, con- eye contact the whole time, and then after you're done, just yeah, natural. 
Yeah, I just dragged my ass a little bit on the on the lawn, and then just like, <laughs> okay, you know, so that duvet cover, are we moving that or like, what are we doing? <laughs> I lost That's my train I of thought. Laughing. I was oh, imagining shit. that. I was imagining. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of naked, have you heard? Do you remember when uh, the U.S. government said, "Don't eat ass"? I do for the C. Yeah, the CDC said that for COVID. Like, <laughs> don't eat ass. <laughs> To prevent the spread of COVID, you should refrain yeah. from eating ass. Refrain, please. So Canada officials are urging people to wear a mask when hooking up for the first time. It's so weird to me. Contracting COVID from semen or vaginal fluid is very unlikely, they say. It's so weird. Like, uh, like it's like you could fuck them, but you can't kiss them. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like I, Let's keep the mouth out of this. I don't know how it works up in Canada, but... Down here, usually there's some kissing involved before you get to the fucking part. <laughs> so, <laughs> before you get to uh, the penetration. Only, please. Yeah. And so, uh, I just thought that was so funny because they're talking about how avoid face to face contact, avoid kissing because you're more likely to get it through the mouth and the breath. But, you know, feel free to fuck each other all you want. Yeah. 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 Blow a whole load, blow a whole clip in there. But um, don't don't be looking at her or getting near her face at all, doggy style, please. No, don't eat that ass. Don't we still say don't eat the ass? I mean, personally, don't mask up. This sounds like a a great deal. Like if this is how Canada <laughs> <No>. rolls, <laughs> dude. I was laughing at, like as you're saying this. I was thinking about like what's Tinder like now? Is it just like people in mass? Everyone's like just voting on eyeballs. Like <laughs> hmm, I like these eyes. This 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 face looks fat. So I guess the person's fat. Like they can't tell because like the whole mask. It's just over their face. That's the thing. I bought some beer the other day, and the guy asked me for my ID, and I'm like, oh, here it is. <laughs> like, what is it? I'm wearing a oh, mask. Bro, what yeah. are you going to do? I buy weed, too. It's like, here it is. I actually had one person make me take it off but for the ID okay. the first time it happened. Even, and actually, as I was doing it, I'm like, doesn't this defeat the point of this? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, oh, You know, you're hearing all the stories about the youngsters that uh, gray up their hair and wear yeah. their grandfather's clothes. That's hilarious and, to me. That's right? frankly hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, so Canada's chief medical officer, which I thought was super bitching. That's a that's a Starfleet uh, title right there. Yeah. Oh the man, the chief medical officer. Yeah, Doctor Teresa Tam. She's the one who announced it. But it, I feel like Mister E is more of a dunce in this case, simply because he's wearing a dunce hat. I know. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a picture of this. What, what's <laughs> going on here, Mister E? You know the story behind this dunce hat. Yeah. More than so, uh, me and my three friends, well, it's my two other roommates and my friend, we, uh, we started doing a Mario Party League, kind of like how we were going to do a Catan League that one time. Okay. <laughs> Ten games a season, and then you get points based off how you place, and then last place had to wear this dunce cap. Oh, for no. all the games of the next next season, oh. and buy a t- two 12-packs of White Claw for everybody. <laughs> wow. So, now that that season's over, we've retired this one. I didn't get last, by the way. Adrian got last. I got first. Oh, nice. oh, wow. Nice. But the punishment for the next season is we ordered a unicorn onesie that's bright pink and glittery, and they have wow. to wear it with the unicorn hood up for all 10 games. So oh my God. Mario Party, tweet at me on Twitter, tweet at the show, or post on our Instagram or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, actually took, I took a picture of the hat, so I'll, I'll, I'll post that, too, because that's hilarious. The funny thing is, is in the Amazon ad, when we looked it up, it's like a full-grown dude wearing, like, a really tall hat that looks like tin and then uh-huh. we get it and it's just like this Halloween costume material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Piece of shit. Yeah. But it looks get you. super so small fun. and very snug on your head too. Yeah. Like dude, if you wear that too long, you'll like lose blood to your head. Uh-huh. 
It's because, yeah, it's really small on me. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, be sure to tune in next time when I tell you about that time Max streaked across the uh, DMV. That wasn't pleasant. For, for everyone else. All right, well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at BTMT underscore podcast, and please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 